we have a lot on our plates right now and a lot of stress at times. We worry about staying healthy and finances, homeschooling our kids, and how to do our best to keep our risk of getting sick as low as possible. So I think the first step here is to give yourself a little grace and realize that you're under a lot of pressure right now and the last thing you need is stress about a few extra pounds. I wanted to do this podcast because so many people had asked for it and I think it's important if it's important to you. If you aren't feeling like yourself and it's making you bummed or even depressed or having negative body talk go on in your head, I rarely weigh myself because to me, it's all about how I feel. I want to wake up feeling strong and energetic. So today, I'm going to share my best tips for losing the weight you've gained in quarantine for no other reason than to help you feel your best. So you come out of this thing feeling excited to charge back into the world, not wanting to crawl back into your hole. We're having a little quarantine weight loss session here, friends. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you are here with me today. I have I have a good one because we're talking about weight loss today, but we're talking about it in a really positive way and in a way that does not involve a single diet and it does not involve you going hungry. I'm completely against starving yourself or being on a strict diet, especially right now, as if we don't have enough. You know what I mean? You want to really stress yourself out and like lose your whole mind. That's the way to do it. Diet and do an extreme juice cleanse and make yourself starved. That's how to make yourself stressed out and hangry and lose it, in my opinion. So I am all about figuring out what works for you and creating routines that work. So today, that's what the podcast is all about. I've gotten a ton of messages lately from people saying, what's your routine like? What are you doing? What are you eating? What are you exercising? How are you adjusting to this? And we're all at home kind of grazing and snacking because we're at home. It's not what we're used to. We're not out and we're not moving as much maybe because we're not out in the world as much. So it's a whole new, it's a whole new, you know, adjustment that for all of us. So I wanted to do a podcast on this topic, but I was really hesitant because I'm all about eating whole foods and moving every day, sweating in some way, but I'm also all about loving your body every day, however you wake up. You know what I mean? So I was really hesitant about doing this because this isn't a this isn't a podcast about I don't know, some, you know, skinny tea or, you know, diet, diet, look good for summer. That's just not what I'm about. I'm all about doing what makes you feel like truly your best self, you know? And so I think for me, a big part of that is really working every day. If this is something that is a struggle for you on loving your body, however it is. And, you know, I think for me, going through childbirth and being pregnant and all that stuff. I mean, if anything tests you, that will test you or anyone who's been sick, 
or has had surgery or has recovery. I mean, for people who have been sick for an extended period of time, my heart goes out to them because it's so hard to just not feel like yourself in some way. And especially, you know, talking about this topic, if it affects your weight or bloating or things like that, it's just so difficult. So for me, I think that working on the mental part of it and realizing that you're just going to you have to love your body, however it is, where you wake up. When you wake up, you got to just accept where you're at, even if it's not where you want to be, and just love yourself because you you got to just love yourself because you're worthy of feeling that love, even if your body isn't exactly where you want it to be. I just, that's a whole nother topic and another podcast I'm sure that we'll get into. Um, and something as I raise girls, my girls now are eight and nine and having questions about their body and why different people look differently. And, you know, just, you know, having, having mental talk. And it's so crazy because I didn't think that we'd be talking about this, this young, like, you know, are my arms, why are my arms bigger than hers? What does that mean? Am I chubby? I mean, you know, just the things that we go through, I just didn't realize they're, you know, they're going to go through it at such a young age, but it really makes me think about overall health and overall happiness. So in doing this podcast, like I said, I was hesitant because I don't know, it's not, this is not supposed to be like a, a quick weight loss type thing. And in fact, I'm all, I'm, I'm like the opposite of that. And that's kind of like the bad news here is consistency is what works long-term. I'm never on a diet ever. I don't believe in fad diets. I don't believe in juice cleanses. I really don't even believe in anything extreme. I think that it has to be slow and steady wins the race for the long term. And I think that all those fad diets, of course, you can lose weight quickly, but I don't think it's the best for your body necessarily. And I don't think it works for the long term. And I think a lot of times people gain it back. I don't think it's a healthy life routine to get in. So we're not doing any fad diets. We're not talking about juice cleanses or anything extreme. We're talking about consistency. And even though it takes longer, I feel like it is getting yourself conditioned for an overall healthy lifestyle. And the way we're going to talk about it today is taking, you know, your, your healthy, your version of healthy and what works for you and your body, and then just kind of kicking it up a notch, you know, just kind of taking, taking it a little bit healthier. You know, those times when you'll, you know, you'll give yourself um, a little more or you'll let yourself pass on more workout or you'll let yourself, you know, kind of splurge a little bit more often. I think you should always do what feels right and what makes you happy. In this episode, we're kind of talking about, how to, you know, just tighten it up a little bit to lose those quarantine pounds. So let's dive right into it and talk about creating routines that work. I really, really believe in routines, and I think that it can really help with your overall health, but also with weight. Now, this includes sleeping enough. I think a lot of times when people go wrong with their eating and their exercises, when they don't have a healthy routine, we're going to bed too late, we're waking up late. So maybe you go to bed too late and then you're up so long, then you, then you're snacking and maybe eating things you don't want to. And then you're eating right before bed, which, which isn't great for digestion and weight loss. And I'm, I, I have been so, this has been such a challenge for me because a lot of times, especially starting these two podcasts on top of my normal work and wanting to do everything with the kids all the time. A lot of times I'm working really late and you get hungry again. So if I'm hungry, I never deprive myself. I just am better about choosing the best, the best snacks. So as much whole foods as possible, 
um, limited processed foods. And if I do have processed foods, it's the processed foods I think have the cleanest ingredients. But in general, I really try to create a routine to where I'm going to bed at a good appropriate time. I'm sleeping enough. And the bonus, this probably it's obvious it goes without saying, but the bonus is when you're sleeping, you can't be eating. So if, you know, if I'm working till two in the morning and I'm snacking, that's just harder on my body and definitely, you know, definitely adds weight to my body rather than if I am able to figure out a better routine to where I'm in bed, you know, falling asleep at 10 o'clock at night for me is like the sweet spot. And then I wake up at five. I have energy. That's a perfect amount of sleep for me. And by having this routine, I have less like yo-yo eating, you know, because I'm not eating late. I kind of have my normal dinner. I'll have a snack. And then I'm going to bed like I'm just in a good routine. When I stay on that routine, I find that it's much easier to, you know, you're, you're kind of on an eating routine too. And it's much easier not to have those random, you know, those random splurges that you didn't even really need and then make you feel gross afterwards or things like that. So that's my first tip for sure is create whatever routine it is that works for you and try to stick to it. Like try to make yourself decide and commit, really think about it, figure out what your routine is. Like I said, my routine is in bed, like falling asleep at 10 up at five and I work out first thing in the morning. That's another thing with, with staying up too late and snacking a lot of times then you wake up late and depending on what your life is like right now, it's not always easy to get in a workout. I think that the early morning works best for most people. And I think if you wake up late or you wake up tired, you didn't get enough sleep, then it's definitely hard to want to, you know, charge a workout, especially an at home workout, which is already difficult because I know a lot of people do better with a class to go to and someone to motivate them or a time that they have to be somewhere. I totally get that that's tough. So depriving yourself of sleep is going to make it so much harder. Also, sleep itself. I feel like sleep and water are just so important for overall weight loss. They say that people who get enough sleep have a healthier weight, you know, for the reasons that we mentioned. And I think sleep is just so good for your body to actually repair itself, you know, because that's when you're all the, all the exercise and all the things that you do, you're actually repairing yourself while you sleep. And I just think it's so important. So sleep, create a routine that works. And in that routine, pack in the things that you want to make sure you do. So if you know you're not drinking nearly enough water for your body to feel good and hydrated and all that stuff, then put it in the routine, however it works for you. So maybe you have, you know, one of those water bottles with the notches that tells you what time that you need to be drinking, you know, to be drinking what amount or whatever it is, plug it into your routine. Maybe you fill up through your three water bottles in the morning, your three kind of reusable water bottles, and you just know that you need to pull out, like I'll drink my first one when I do my workout in the morning, I'll pull out my second one with lunch, and I'll pull out my last one with dinner, even though my functional medicine doctor and and functional medicine things I've heard say that it's better to not drink a lot while you actually eat. But I kind of just use those times as markers, you know, so I make sure that I'm getting out my three containers throughout the day and then whatever else I happen to kind of drink as a bonus. So I think that working it into your routine, whatever it is that you want to do or whatever you feel like you need. So if you need more exercise or more sleep or more water Build it into a routine, really think about it, decide and commit, and then stick to it and make it your daily routine. For me, that's really, really, really helped me. And I think that, like I said, sleeping more and water is 
huge. So let's talk about intermittent fasting. Now, my good friends, the Dubros, Heather and Terry, taught me about intermittent fasting when they were writing their first book a couple years ago. And I was fascinated. This was, I mean, I had heard of intermittent fasting, but I didn't really know how to do it and how it worked. And I don't do well hungry. And I don't like the idea of being hungry. So this might not work for everyone, but I really like it. And it works great for me. So the way I eat is I eat from, I have my first meal around 12 noon, and then I'll eat until 8 p.m. So 12 p.m., 12 noon to 8 p.m. is kind of my eating hours. So I eat for those eight hours, and then the rest of the hours, obviously when I'm sleeping, and then up until noon, I'm not eating. So that's considered a 16-hour fast. But for me, I'm sleeping, and then I'm basically just skipping breakfast. And for me, this has helped me a lot because I just have so much more energy in the morning times. And there are so many health benefits. Obviously, I'm not a doctor. I'm not even close. There are so many health benefits you can look up when it comes to intermittent fasting and all the great things it can do for your body. But I think it's an individual thing. At first, it was tough for me because, I, like I said, I believe in, um, I believe in giving your body what it needs. And if you're hungry, you should eat. But I really, it was uncomfortable at first, but once I started doing it, I love it. And here's the thing, on certain days, if I'm feeling worn out or down or starving, then I just don't fast that day. No problem. On the weekends, unless it just kind of works out, I usually don't fast. I always will eat with the kids or the family or, you know, if they wake up and they had their smoothies and then we, you know, dash off on a bike ride and then we don't come back and have lunch then Sometimes I will fast on the weekends just because I'm not hungry anyways. And it's not like I'm missing, I'll never miss out like on a family experience or anything like that. But I love intermittent fasting because I feel like aside from, like I said, all the health benefits of not eating for that amount of time, I just like having nice big meals within my eight eating hours. I can eat more. I find that for me, the routine of it is really convenient and I just really like it. And I feel like it helps me maintain my weight. It also helps me because, you know, obviously if you're kind of skipping breakfast, then you have less calories just from not having that meal. So it gives me a little bit more of a grace period to have my favorite treats and have some dark chocolate when I want it or, you know, whatever splurge I want. I feel like I have a little bit more of a grace period. I have a little bit, you know, it's kind of like I get a little bit of extra credit there for not having that first meal of the day. Um, like I said, I was hungry at first, but now I'm not even hungry, which is so crazy. And it, it weirdly gives me more energy until I have my first meal. So look at intermittent fasting. There are so many books on it and so many things you can read and listen to, but I, um, I love it. I've been intermittent fasting now for over a year and I feel like it really helps me maintain my weight. And a lot of times for me, like once I, I was, I found myself sometimes I was just overeating because I was like chasing, trying to be satisfied. So I'd eat with the kids early in the morning and then I'd have like another meal at 10 because maybe I wasn't satisfied and I had already kind of started eating. I don't know. Sometimes we all go through, you know, weird phases, but for a while there, I was kind of eating when I wasn't hungry, but try to get satisfied. And I don't know. I love it. So 12 to 8 is my eating period, and then I have a 16-hour fast. You can do it anyway. For me, um, that's what I found is the most convenient. And then again, it's not set in stone. That's kind of my routine. If I don't feel like doing it, if I'm, really, if I'm hungry, or if you know if there's some sort of experience happening, then I just don't do it. No pressure. But look at intermittent fasting. For me, it's really, really helped. 
now we have to talk about the things that we're going to cut out. So when we're in this over, I mean, we're talking about our overall health and trying to maintain our weight, but in this specific podcast about losing this, these quarantine pounds, we got to tighten it up a little bit and we got to be a little bit more strict with ourselves. So we really have to talk about limiting our booze, our sugar, and our carbs and finding other ways to satisfy those cravings. Now, again, I'm all about the long term and enjoying and eating and drinking and celebrating and loving life. But in this time, we're going to try to tighten it up and lose those extra pounds. These are the things that I think you should really, really try to limit. Booze, just because alcohol and sugar, and a lot of times when you're boozing, if you're anything like me, then you tend to not eat as healthy as you normally would and you eat a lot more. I definitely do. This is a, if, if I have cocktails or my favorite champagne pineapple, it's like the first, you know, you just, it's just so much fun to eat and drink and I end up eating more than I want to. A lot of times I don't feel well afterwards because I've overeaten. So when I'm trying to kind of be extra, extra healthy and lose a little bit of weight, I will really limit it. Now, again, I'm all about not depriving yourself. So finding things to replace the sugar and the carbs. So maybe for the carbs, it could be something like spaghetti squash or like a, you know, like a healthier and healthier carb, uh, a vegetable carb, rather than eating a starchy carbs like breads or pastas or rice. Now, everybody's different and everybody everybody functions differently. But for me, I really think that I've learned that those kind of dense carbohydrates are what stick with me the most. And it's, it, I find it much easier to lose weight if I limit the booze, the sugar and the carbs and just try to replace it with things. So I never eat actual sugar. Like I never eat processed refined sugar, but I'll have things that have, I'll, I'll make desserts that have honey or that have agave or things that I mean, none of no sweetener is, is perfect, but it's better than having an actual sugar cookie. You know what I mean? So figure out those things that work for you, where you can limit your booze and your sugar and your carbs without feeling completely deprived. For the carbs, I'll have almond flour bread or almond flour desserts or things like that to where it still, you know, feels like a carb, but it's not so much like a white starch. It's really the white starches and the sugars that I think stick with you the most and make it the hardest to lose weight. So for me, those are the three that I would really try to limit and try to find healthy alternatives that you still feel satisfied, especially during this time of trying to kind of be extra healthy. And I think that that will really, really help you on the daily and on the weekly lose those extra pounds. One huge tip. Okay, that's we've kind of got the like wah, wah, stuff out of the way. Now let's talk about the good stuff. You should eat a ton of food. I eat huge meals. I my sister jokes because she got me this huge salad bowl for Mother's Day, and it's like a, a family size salad bowl, and I eat that by myself for one meal. I think that you should eat a ton of whole foods. In the past, I've made a lot of mistakes because I would try to, you know, weigh out food and give myself small portions to just try to, you know know what I'm eating and have smaller portions. And now I think the opposite. I think that you should eat a ton of whole foods, like big leafy salads and throw in nuts and seeds and whatever protein you like and whatever veggies and make your own healthy salad dressing. I love, I never thought I would be someone to make my own salad dressing. I love organic olive oil and balsamic vinaigrette. 
I love, um, I make my own salad dressing. It's like the best thing ever. It's one cup of organic extra virgin olive oil, one cup of organic apple cider vinegar, then four tablespoons of Dijon mustard, and then some salt and some pepper. It is so good. I, I have a great salad shaker that I shake it up in salad dressing shaker, shake it up in, and it's just a fresh dressing that I keep in the fridge for, you know, four or five days. And I'm eating these massive salads with all these yummy things. I'm eating a ton of food. I don't feel hungry and I'm not depriving myself, but I'm just focusing on eating whole foods. But for me, I'm, I like volume. Like I just want to feel full. I like the experience of the meal. I like to have lots of bites, you know, not like five bites and, and push it away. No, like I feel like you should eat. Just figure out things that make you feel good, that after you eat them, you feel good and you feel full but you don't feel, you know, weighed down. Like, you know, that feeling when you just, you know, really splurged all weekend and you kind of go to bed with a turny belly. That's what we're trying to avoid here. So eat a ton of whole foods and figure out what that looks like to you. And also eating big meals for me helps me not to graze. And I think that that's where a lot of the quarantine weight for most people has come from is because we're home. We're just kind of snacking all day. It's so easy to graze. So for me, eating big meals makes me really satisfied. Like I walk away full, so I'm not grazing. You know what I mean? I kind of eat my big, nice meal and then I move on, which has really helped me because before, like I said, when I was trying to eat smaller meals, I wasn't full and I wasn't satisfied. So then I go pick at something else and then I go pick at something else. And then, you know, before you know it, then I've had two scoops of peanut butter and then I've had this and that and then. It just ends up being way more food than if I just, and not even like more food is the problem, but just it ends up being way more calories and I'm still not satisfied than just making myself one nice, big, full, delicious meal. So for dinner, I'll do a whole bunch of things. I'll do like a nice big piece of salmon, wild caught salmon with a huge plate of veggies. Like I need to post pictures about the, like the size of my meals because they're big because I want to be nice and full. And I don't want to be, you know, leave my meal kind of hungry so that I'm grazing. Make sure you leave your meal satisfied and don't be afraid. I think of portions if you're eating um, whole foods. Let's talk next about exercise. Now, I think, like I said, I know that exercise in quarantine is difficult for a lot of people because it's hard if you don't have a set time. You have to be somewhere and someone telling you what to do. It's hard to be self-motivated. But I think, again, it goes back to getting it in your routine and deciding and committing that you're going to move and sweat every single day. I really think that it needs to be more intense than a walk. I think that it needs to be something that's going to work on actually building muscle and not just for looks, but for long-term health and longevity. We just need muscle tone. And so I think figuring out whatever works for you. I love online classes. I love Obey Fitness. I love Tracy Anderson. I love Beachbody. All the all those on-demand programs online are um, just so good. And there's so many options. So I feel like whether that's what works for you or getting outside and going for a run and then maybe coming home and doing 15 minutes of weights, that could work. Or doing, I love my ankle weights doing exercises with ankle weights. I love jumping on a small trampoline at home. It's so easy. And for me, it's kind of like cardio plus toning, you know, 
and sometimes I'll um, grab three pound weights and do some of the trampoline work with three pound weights. So I'm getting some toning in the arms and, you know, engaging the core in the back too. Whatever works for you, I just think you have to work it into your routine. And if you're someone that says, I have to have a class, I have to have someone telling me, I think that you need to tell yourself, wait a minute, that's something that I'm putting on myself. Like that's, I'm just telling myself that's the truth. That's not, that's not actually the truth. That's a self-limiting truth that I put on myself. You know what I mean? Sometimes I feel like I've learned that I've labeled myself and then all of a sudden I, I like shake myself and I'm like, wait a minute, since when? Like who decided that? I, I decided that. And in deciding that I have to go to Orange Theory in order to be accountable, I've now, now I believe that because that's what I've told myself. So if that's what you're doing, I challenge you to shift your thinking and say, okay, well, maybe that's not the truth. I determine what's the, you know, what's the truth about my behavior so I can change that. And I think even if it is 20 minutes some days, maybe other days it's an hour, figure out how to move and sweat. You will, it will definitely add to, you know, your, your plans of losing your quarantine weight. And if you feel like you haven't done very much, this is the perfect time to just kind of step it up, get a new plan going and move and sweat. And like I said, make it a little bit more intense than a walk, unless you're walking a far distance, but still, I think that it needs to be something that you got to sweat and you have to build muscle. For me, that's really, really key. Now, another thing in this whole thing is being kind to yourself, you know, and let's make plans and let's make routines and let's limit the things that we know that aren't as good for us that we're indulging on. But let's also be kind to ourselves and understand the time that we're living in and not obsess over it. I feel like I've been the most successful at this when I don't obsess over it. I don't take it too seriously. I'm not self-conscious about it. I'm not having negative talk. I just say, okay, listen, I can tell my clothes aren't fitting very well. (laughs) My jeans, I'm having to like lay down on a bench to get my jeans on. So that doesn't make me feel great. Again, this is not about just, you know, looks and looking good in a bathing suit for summer. It's not, it's just about feeling good, you know, and being happy and feeling your best and feeling like you're taking the time for yourself to do something that's important to you. You know, like feeling strong is important to me. And at times when I feel like I've really, you know, not given enough effort to it and I, you know, I have a a belly and I feel like I have, you know, I'm carrying extra weight around. I'm we're tired. It's harder to bend over. Like it doesn't feel good to me. I want to feel strong and I want to lose those extra pounds. And so I really hope I got across in this episode that this is all about feeling your best and being kind to yourself, giving yourself a pass when you need it. I'm telling you, when you need a pass day, it's the best thing you can do. Like if you're craving things, or maybe you've had an emotional day because of, of all that's going on in the world, or maybe you're hormonal or you know, you don't feel well, you, you know, you just feel worn down. I feel like when you have those days, then take, take, take it off the table for that day, but then wake up the next day and get right back on it. I found that that's really, really worked for me and not taking it too seriously makes it just easier to stick to, you know, no fad diets. Consistency is what works. Eating whole foods, sleeping enough, cutting out the crap, Try intermittent fasting. I absolutely love it. And create a routine that works so you stick to all these things that you want to do. And the best part is eat. 
eat your big meals, if you are going to do intermittent fasting, then make sure during your eating hours, you're actually eating. This is not the time to deprive yourself. This is the time to eat. And it's, and like I said, eat big meals so you feel full and satisfied and figure out the ways that you can supplement your cravings rather than having processed sugar or sugary boozy drinks. If you're going to have cocktails, I think that you should pick cocktails that have less sugar and your body can process a little bit better. So like I think a vodka soda with fresh lime or splash of other fresh juice is one of the cleanest drinks that you can drink as far as weight loss that you could have a couple of those and not your, throw yourself off completely. I think anytime that you're going to have anything with lots of juices, like I said, I think of fresh juice or just like, you know, squeezing fresh orange or fresh watermelon or, um, or lime in it. I put lots of mint in my drinks to give it extra flavor because I don't like a harsh, you know, taste of booze. I feel like there's ways. I never have rules like no booze for 90 days, well, unless I'm pregnant, or no sugar or no carbs. I just don't think that that's the way to do it long term. I think for me, it's just about finding alternatives. So if I know I'm going to be in a situation where um, I'm going to want to have a cocktail, I just try to pick the cleanest. And I know a lot of friends that do it with tequila too. So they'll do tequila and soda and fresh lime juice and maybe kind of a fresh squeeze of something else. And that's really a nice clean cocktail and something with very little sugar and something that's not going to, not going to throw you off too much on your kind of like super healthy on your super healthy plan here as we go. Here's the deal. You have to love your body, how it is every day. And When you see areas of improvement, let's make a plan and let's just do it. I'm a big fan of just like starting right then. Don't, all right, I'm going to start on Monday. I'm going to start on the first of the month. Just start right now. It's a long-term anyways. We're not doing fad diets. Hopefully you're not. Hopefully you're not doing a fad diet. You're not going to do it anything crazy extreme. It's just a matter of like slow and steady wins the race. And understanding, don't beat yourself up too understanding that the time that we're in is crazy and it's natural to have, you know, emotional eating or, you know, grazing all day. Like it just, this is what it is. So rather than beating yourself up about how we got there, let's just implement new plans to get to where you are going to look and feel your best and feel strong and energetic when you wake up and, you know, not grunt and groan when you go to pick something up like I have when I have some extra pounds on me. Because, I mean, I gain it in my stomach so fast. It's crazy. And I was talking to a girlfriend today. We have exact opposite body. She g- gains it in her bum instantly. So we joke that, like, if you combine us together, like, her, our, we have exact, exactly different problem areas. We have, have the uh, perfect scenario there. But instantly in my stomach, I will gain weight if I'm, you know, I'm splurging way too much. So that's, that's how I know when my, my clothes don't fit in the stomach, it's time to get a little bit extra healthy. So I just feel strong again. I really hope this podcast gave you some helpful tips for losing the weight you may have gained in quarantine and helped you think about giving yourself a little bit of grace, loving your body. However, you wake up every single day and implementing these really good ways, these really good tips that are great for a long-term healthy lifestyle. I've struggled for so many years trying to follow different, not diets necessarily, but diets, I guess, different programs and different ways of eating and learning the program and it's complicated and buying into supplements and powders. 
And I really think at the end of the day, it's just about consistency, eating as many whole foods as possible, limiting your processed foods, uh, limiting sugar and carbs, especially white starches as much as you can, and just replace them with other things that are better for you. I think that you will much quicker than you think, lose the weight that you gained in quarantine and overall feel strong and healthy and like your most awesome self. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Cheers, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.